0: Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church in Sturgis, Mississippi. It is our goal every week to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible. We pray that you enjoy today's message, but more importantly, we pray that it changes your heart and provokes life change and action. God bless and please listen from your heart. Enjoy. So for Sunday evening, August the 9th, we're in Colossians chapter 1, and we're talking about thankfulness. It's difficult to think about the topic of thankfulness right now with all the things that are going on. But I think back to the old hymn of count your many blessings, named them one by one, and thinking about all the things that God has done during this time. We have reason to be thankful. Now in this passage in Colossians chapter 1, we see that Paul and Timothy were thankful for the Colossian church. And why were they thankful for the Colossian church? Well, let's look at this passage here in verses 1 through 8. It says this, Paul, an apostle of Christ by the will of God and Timothy our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who were at Colossae, grace to you and peace from our Father. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we have heard your faith in Christ Jesus and love which you have for all these saints. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you previously heard, in the word of truth and the gospel, which has come to you, just as in all the world, also is in constantly bearing fruit and increasing even as it has been doing in you since you have, the day you have heard of it and understood the grace of God in truth. Just as you learned it from Ephrus, our beloved fellow bondservant, who is a faithful servant of Christ on our behalf, and he also informed us of your love in the Spirit. So in those passages, in verses 1 through 8, We see what Paul and Timothy are doing in this letter. They are are thanking this church for their faithfulness. They are reaching out to this church to encourage them during a time where they can't be with them, but they want to acknowledge what all they've done for the gospel. I believe in this time, the church that we know in our world can do great and mighty things for the gospel message. And I want to encourage you on this evening to continue to fight the good fight, to continue to share the gospel in new and exciting ways, continue to share these sermons with others, continue to invite others to plug in, especially those that are disconnected, those that are stuck at home, those that do not have a church, those surrounding you that you have a direct influence on. So the why is that the gospel might be manifested in the lives of those around you. Continuing in this passage we begin to see, secondly, the importance of praying, not only for the church, but praying for the mission of the church. Verses 9 through 12 says this, For this reason also, since since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and in the spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, for the attaining of the steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Praying for the church is important. If you're unable to gather, praying for the church is something that each and every person can do. The church really is defined as more than the building, a physical gathering. The church is where the light resides. And that is within you and within me as children of God. If we have acknowledged Him as Lord and Savior, He lives within us. The power of the Holy Spirit lives within us. So the church is just being commissioned during this time. We like to think, well, the church is not gathering as much as it used to or separated in some facet or form. But in reality, if you and I are the church, then we're sent out and commissioned during this time and we need to pray for one another we need to pray for the church in America we need to pray for our sisters and brothers in Christ that attend elsewhere we need to pray because this is the time to which others are seeking the good news more than ever trying to make sense of this pandemic and all the things that are occurring in this world needing comfort needing hope and understanding So, in this passage, we see that Paul and Timothy are writing that the church might have wisdom and understanding in the Spirit, that they might walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing Him in all aspects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthening with His power, His glorious might, with steadfastness and patience. So, that's something that's really important for us to understand, that that those are the things that should be a part of our walk with Him every day from the get-go. And it's a good practice, too, because these things are not just to be done during a time such as we find ourselves in now, but these are things that should be attributes of our lives already. So it's something that we can remember to do from here on out if we begin to make it a practice in our life. And then it becomes a practice it becomes something we do instead of something we go to and there's a lot of people that think well going to church we are the church remember that thirdly jesus is our rescuer we look at the passage here and it begins to help us understand this incomparable christ verse 13 through 17 says for he rescued us from the domain of darkness, and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Verse 17. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. He is our Rescuer. Rescued us from death and sin. He rescued us once and for all. He is our Redeemer, the forgiver of all sinfulness. So Jesus is our Rescuer, and just like Jesus is our Rescuer as children of God, Jesus is the Rescuer that we all need today. He is the rescuer that redeems our culture, that will redeem our communities, that will redeem the hearts and minds of all mankind. God wants to utilize his people to reach out to those in spiritual depravity in our country right now. I've argued this entire pandemic and even through political times that Jesus is the answer, the hope that the world is desperately needing to see and hear and know during times like this, yes, but at all times and in all places. Jesus is our rescuer. No one else, nothing else compares to Him. Fourthly, this evening we see that Jesus is the head of the body, verses 18 through 20. He is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to be dwelling in him, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross, through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. He's in control. Jesus is the head of the body, the church. He and in Him all things are made possible. The redemption, the restoration that we so desperately need. It's important. Why is it important? Because we were former aliens, not the aliens, but we were formerly separated from Him. Verses 21 and 22 says this, Although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, and yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. That we were once separated because of our sinfulness, but because of the sacrifice of Christ, we can stand before him. Holy and blameless beyond reproach. When God sees the redeemed, you and I who know Jesus Christ, He sees Jesus. Isn't that amazing? That's a reason to be thankful on this day. We are meant to carry on as part of that. Verse 23 delves into that it says if indeed you continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast and not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I Paul was made a minister continue on firmly rooted in your faith in the faith of redemption in the faith in Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit the hope of the gospel making that a proclamation in all of creation and helping continue the mission of the church. So rejoice in suffering as well. Not only were we former aliens, not only were we carrying on and need to continue to carry on, but rejoicing in suffering. Verse 24 says, Now I rejoice in my suffering for your sake, and in my flesh I do share on behalf of his body, which is the church in filling up what is lacking in Christ's affliction. As Christian believers, we're going to walk through difficult days, hard times, difficulties where people persecute Christians for their faith. It's happening all over the world. In America, we think we are being persecuted, but we don't really know persecution quite yet, although I believe we will in the time to come. We are to continue to remain steadfast to the calling, the commission of Christ, regardless of the circumstance and regardless of the cost to us personally. We are to understand that He is Lord of all in our lives, and therefore His commission to spread the gospel message is not relegated to an issue, a pandemic. It is for all people at all times, for all believers at all times, to proclaim the gospel message faithfully. That means whether you're walking through a valley or a mountaintop, whether you're in a sickness or you're in great health, whether you can run a mile or you can't run 15 feet, whatever's going on in your life, whatever you're walking through, proclaim Christ as the answer. And the difficulties that we go through, they don't even compare to the difficulties that Christ and others that follow Christ have paid so that you and I can know the gospel, and can share the gospel that will set someone free. It's important for us to remember that in rejoicing and suffering. Fifth, we look at Paul's viewpoint, which was the purpose of the Colossian church as he saw it. And I argue it's the purpose of the church itself. Verses 25 through 29, it says this, "...of this church I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit, so that I might carry out the preaching of the word of God, that is, the mystery of which has been hidden from the past ages and generations, but has now manifested to his saints, to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory." We proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose, I also I labor, strive according to his power which mightily works within me. Where does his power come from? His power comes from his identity in Christ that was made known to all peoples. And he is proclaiming, that it makes every man complete in Christ. Every person is complete in Christ when they fully engage, lean in and understand this. This is why the church labors. This is why we strive. This is why the church will not ever be defeated. This is why evil cannot overcome in our lives. This is why we cannot back down we must stand remain firmly rooted in our faith connected to divine continuously carrying on pressing on and rejoicing regardless of the circumstance this evening are you thankful for those that god has placed in your journey Think about the men and women who have encouraged you along your path and be thankful for them. But also for the opportunities, be thankful for those that you've encountered, which you can share the gospel message with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Whether they're in your family, in your close friends, your work group, whether they're people you encounter on the streets that are total strangers that God just lays upon you that you need to say something, be thankful for those. Secondly, the question comes, are you active in your faith and church life? Are you active? Are you involved? Are you serving? Are you sharing the gospel message faithfully? Are you connecting with the church fellowship and remaining connected, regardless of if that's in person on Sunday mornings or you're still connecting virtually for that service? Or it's through the Zooms and the Facebook Connects throughout the week, through the emails and the the limited events that we can have. Are you staying connected? And I understand so many of us can or can't based on our overall health status, but what we can do is still remain connected to God. Remaining connected. Thirdly, in thinking about this passage we've just all read, who's in charge of the church? Now, I know right now you might think that's a comical joke from years past and might say, well, who's in charge of the church? The pastor's in charge of the church. The deacons are in charge of the church. The committees are in charge of the church. We've all heard those kind of things, and maybe you've said that too. And it's okay, but I really want us to understand today, this evening, August the 9th, I want us to understand who's really in charge of the church. And I want you to hear my heart. Christ is the head of the church, the head of the body, and Christ is in control. And it's my heart's desire to not step in a direction that Christ does not lead. And I hope you can take comfort in that. In all that we've done these past months, it's been difficult on us as pastor and staff and lay leadership and deacons and all those who have been serving faithfully. It's hard to do all of this. But we believe connecting with you and encouraging you and reaching out to our community is still so vitally important. And it has not changed the purpose and the mission of our church. So Christ is the head. Fourthly, how should we view suffering as Christians? We think about the fact that there are so many all over the world that are suffering in various ways and we think about the taste of suffering that we have experienced since March in the United States and all the unrest in our culture right here and now. Do we respond to the suffering with our faithfulness because God is ever faithful? Do we continue to spread the good news despite what might come our way? Do we, even though we go through times of hardship and pain and suffering and loss, Do we still say, God, you are God and you are in control? And while we don't understand the ins and outs of everything, God, we trust in your name who has not once left our side or let us down. Lastly, we see fifth, what's the purpose of Friendship Baptist Church? What's the purpose of our church? Well, as a pastor and staff and leaders of the church, this is our purpose. Our purpose is to love God. To love people and to reach our world to love God to love people and to reach our world that's vitally important that's vitally important to us as we plan things as we plan all the things that are ahead as we plan church safety and coming back and wanting to be with everybody in person and do things like we used to Uh, we also need to understand that we're gonna do that as safely as possible and continue to reach out to our online community as well so online community we will not forget you Uh, I want to think about everything and this might make it come home to you Uh, think about this idea of being thankful and think about church and what church members are meant to do. I thought of this illustration and maybe this hits home for you. When, when we think about gym membership and dieting how do you know if you're on the outside looking in how do you know someone adheres to a workout or diet regimen? What's the proof? Well you begin to notice their features. You begin to notice how they eat. What has changed? You see the difference. You know the difference because they live it out. Church membership, how do you know someone is active? What's the proof? If we treat churches like, and church memberships like, many do gyms and dieting, then it's no wonder the church in America is in such an estate. An unhealthy church member or unhealthy church membership damages overall effectiveness. So what do you need to be thankful for on this evening? How does God need to change you? Are you looking for hope in the chaos if you were not a believer in Christ yet you want to be? At the very end of this Bible study, at the very end of this sermon this evening, there's gonna be a slide on the screen and it'll give you opportunity to call me or talk with one of our staff. If you don't wanna do that, comment below in the video here. In some way reach out so that we're able to continue to pray for you specifically and help you in your journey as you walk through that. Thank you for being here this evening, and we look forward to meeting with you throughout the week this week. God bless you. Let's pray. Father God, we come this evening. We thank you for the opportunity to gather together. We pray for the many who are contemplating their salvation. God, we ask that you continue to be with us as we to serve you and serve you faithfully, God, that we remember our audience is you and you alone. Forgive us of our shortcomings. Forgive us where we have fallen. And it's in your mighty name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. We know that your time is the most valuable item you have. And we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fbcms. Both can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review for our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would share it with others, we would be eternally grateful. We pray that you have a God-filled day. And remember... Love God, love people, and reach the world. Have a good day.